Holy Puck, your number one source of hockey news, views, and abuse. It seems to be part of the course for the fucking Habs these days. I, I will definitely take all your advice on spark plugs. You're a piece of shit. Uh, it's good, wholesome fun. Vibes around. Good vibes around. Holy Puck. Old fans longing for a return to the glory days. So aggressive. And then there's young fans so who don't aggressive. know what a glory day is. Shame! Braden's budgie. It was such a one-sided fight. It was brutal. That's top-notch comedy. If you don't appreciate that, you can fuck off. All right, here it is. Episode 11, Holy Puck, your number one source of hockey news, views, and abuse. I'm John. This is Cam. How you doing, man? Can you... Episode 11 already? I know. It's crazy. crazy. It, it, What's it, it, it feels like just a few months ago that we said we'd do this because it actually was a few it months ago. It was a few months ago. And then all of a sudden, people are listening to us. So good on you, people. Two things that are crazy. When we initially discussed doing this show, remember we were going to do a general sports show? And then I'm like, nah, just, just hockey, hockey only. And yeah. you're like, no way. There's no fucking content. Bullshit. Yeah. You're wrong, sir. Yeah. And guess what? It turns out people want to hear that content. We're looking at our numbers. There's like 500... Fucking downloads per episode at the moment. What is wrong with people? Yeah, what is wrong with you guys? <laughs> yeah. Why are you listening to a couple of Australians talk about a sport that's in no way, shape, or form native yeah, why? or relevant we to have our, no, this barren country? We have no right talking about this you know, great sport of ours, but who cares? Anyway, so this week's a big week. We've had a lot of fun this week. I got absolutely trounced in fantasy this I, week. I just lost in a matchup I should have got thumped in, which is oh, hilarious. I, it's, it's been rough. It's been rough. The Caps are bouncing back after three horrible games, and that's fine. Yo, quick plug, though. Do you know what else has been stellar this week? What's that? Cheapskates and some free clothes, and I look fantastic. Andy from Cheapskate, you're a fucking legend. And Heath. And Heath, you guys are sick. Thanks for being on the show last week, so yeah. kudos. Um, big ups to you guys. It was great fun. We had a good time. Yeah. And uh, let's... Oh, one other... Do you know what's mad, though? I bought a new suit for work because I'm a fucking dork, and they uh, sent yes. me this cool, like, hockey mask pin for my suit. So, guess so it's, what? It's a dash of punks in the corporate setting. Yeah. Pretty dope. Everyone's having a great time. Pretty dope. Anyways, today, all our regular stuff, your fantasy do's and don'ts, the good news. We've got heaps of good news this week, which is yes. mad. Heaps of good weekly awards, actually, because there's been a lot going on. Yes, um, lots of things happening in the world of hockey. Do you know fact. what was crazy, though, this week, too? The baseless bullshit banter isn't actually that baseless and not no. as bullshitty. And it feels like it's, you know... Kind of feels like we've got ESP. Where feels what? like we're kind of dipping our toes in reality a little bit. <laughs> Which is a bit concerning that we're either really clever or the rest of the world's dumbing itself down to our I level. I feel like everyone's dumbing themselves down to our level. But without further ado, we should jump into the burning issues. We should. <laughs> All right, so this week we had an insane trade for the traffic cone, a.k.a. Dion Phaneuf, <laughs> a.k.a. the dude who's married to the chick from 24. Um, I don't see her as the chick from 24. Her name is Alicia Cuthbert. Correct. Almost. And I see her as being the girl from The Girl Next Door. Remember ah, that movie? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I see your point. Either, anyway, either way, if she were a president, so she'd be Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> yeah. Dickhead. So <laughs> she's he's now been flipped. She, wow. Yeah, he's now been flipped to Ottawa. So bolstering their blue line, so to speak. Now he'll obviously take the lead on the second pairing with uh, obviously Eric Carlson taking the lead on the first. It's a nine player deal, but can I, I'm, you know, I'm going to interject for a sec. Ooh. There's actually a ton of other implications associated with this move. So what I want to do, I want to take this little tidbit and move it from the burning issues. And I reckon we're actually going to talk about it in our baseless bullshit banter I agree. Segment. I feel like there's a lot more to are talk you, are about. Are you into that? Are you cool with yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you and I have largely escaped the the, <laughs> the social media... Shitstorm. Like, shitstorm of NHL.TV. And let me tell you, I'm having a great time with it. I've had no problems. Dude. And I can watch screen in screen in screen. NHL.TV has been great. My app's been cool. On my tablet, it's been cool. Everything's fine. I was watching four games the other day once. Then I was watching two games and watching an interview from another game while looking at some stats. It's all good. Apparently, everyone else on the internet's having problems, though. Well... A couple things for y'all. Learn to IT, firstly, because I've actually been... I don't even know how I see that well. on forums. I'm yeah. like, this is what you need to do. And, like, and people are like, oh, oh man, oh, you know thanks, man. You're really clever. I'm like, I'm, no, I'm the furthest thing in the world yeah. from clever. Yeah. Ta- ask anyone who's ever How do me. they not know how to sports? Like, yeah. online sports too. It's not that hard. Anyway, everyone hates it. Everyone's calling for Batman's head again. 
And I'm having a good time. I've got to say, I'm, I'm, I'm having a great time with it. More, and more importantly, I'm having a great time on retweets from the <laughs> NHL because everyone's retweeting and going, fuck you, why'd you fuck it? I mean, look, here's the thing. like, we're, we're actually pretty lucky because the NHL tech in conjunction with the MLB, MLB tech, that's right. it shits all over the NBA. It shits all over the EPL and Australian rules football and, and all that. And it's cheap. Like, and it's, and oh my cheap, God. Right? And it's on par with uh, American football um, digital media, which is fantastic. Yeah. But NHL, please make sure you actually do some production testing next time you release a new package yeah, or whatever the hell you want to call it. Because, yeah, like, sort it out. Like, I probably would have got maybe a little pilot group and made sure this actually worked. You know what? They probably the did, but they probably got, like, you know. You know, 10 dudes from IT, you know what they're doing. Nah, they got Colton Pareko's college buddies from Alaska who are like, oh, we're just fucking glad to have the internet, eh? This is fantastic. <laughs> like, well, this is six smartphones. <laughs> what are these? Anyway, look, there's a lot of really salty people online, so... Yeah, everyone's we, having a really bad time. Yeah, sort it I'm, out, NHL tech div. I'm actually enjoying it. Like, I think it's great. I'm like, having a great time. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Anyway, so the Devils finally got around to retiring number 30, which is, of course, Martin Brodeur's number it so was a beautiful great. ceremony i watched him do the walk out you know what was sick they had the team form a guard of honor yeah and they had both the devil's current goalies at the ends raising their sticks and I, like i was just like it was very aesthetically moment. it was very well cool done. and his bronze statue out the front of the prudential center yeah. is actually called the salute i reckon that's sick actually that's sick i love yeah. it so kudos to the guys out in jersey well, like well done like you know they don't do much right out in jersey down in jersey down and out in jersey <laughs> same thing hey um, do you know talk about new jersey for a sec how random is this i was down at the basketball court near my house yeah just you know taking some shots bit of bit of stick action because yeah it's summer here. We're not skating outside for no, those of you in other countries. everywhere. Yeah, I was playing hockey in shorts and a singlet. Of course you were. Um, anyways, so I was playing, you know, did my time, and I was walking home. Some random dude walking past me goes, oh, man, can't believe someone here has got a hockey stick. So I start talking to this guy with an American accent. He's from New Jersey. Of course he is. And he's like, oh, so are you like a dickhead Australian, or do you know heaps? I'm like, I'm the latter. We yeah. start talking. He played college hockey with Carl Palmieri, and he was like, Dude, not so humble brag. I scored on him in like one of our final college games. I'm like, that's sick. You sir, are a legend. So shout out to that guy. What a We're, legend. Yeah, I don't know your name, but Who we cares? keep we keep running into each other in the local neighborhood now. So maybe we'll become hockey pals. Exactly. Next time, give him a reach around. Whatever you need to do, <laughs> whatever it is you need to do. So big buff got re-signed this week. So I was Huge surprised by implications. We've been saying trade buff is going to anywhere other than the Jets, and now all of a sudden the here peg. he is back. In Winnipeg. Well, I'm going to take this one as well. This is going to go into the weekly waffle segment yeah. because like the FNUF trade, greater, so impl- greater implications. Yeah. Big Buff is a big man and his moves have big implications. All 6'5", 265 pounds of that big rig, big changes are coming for everyone. I'm yeah. going to say big one more time. Big. <laughs> hey, um, league officials, namely those in the disciplinary space, have come under fire again after the... Uh, the Wayne Simmons Ryan McDonough incident. So, if you didn't watch it, and you're an idiot, you should have. The former went to throw a late hit on McDonough. McDonough got a little testy and he chucked a cheeky high cross check at Simmons. Simmons responded by punching him in the face with his gloves still on, which knocked him on his ass and gave him a concussion. In result, Wayne Simmons got a one game suspension, and now people are super salty because McDonough's got to adhere to concussion protocol and might be out for a few games. So, look, both of them were acting like turkeys. McDonough's not, in the head. McDonough's not an innocent victim, but all we're saying is consistency league. Yeah. And you've got well, to start looking at things. Are, the punishment has to start falling more in line with the, the impact that it's had on <laughs> the dude. So if Ryan McDonough leaves the game immediately and the Rangers report him as having a concussion, you need to wait with your Simmons ruling to hear how many games he's going to potentially yeah, miss. And p- go, yeah, potentially be Potentially go, you know what? If he's going to miss three games, Wayne, you punch him in the face, you're out three games. Yeah. I think the, you're right. The, the punishment needs to befit the crime, so to speak. But I think this also relates also to a lot of, you know, there was the second hit on a, on a ref. Dude, there was recently. a third hit. There was yeah, another open right. ice hit. So the first one was in regards to concussions. And we've talked a lot about concussions on this show, particularly in the early um, um, episodes. We talked about how the NHL needs to probably lock down on that rule. Well, remember, we were talking in our, in our league group very which it was retarded how serious our league was being. Would you describe it as passionate and enthused debate? I would, in fact. Yeah. I would, in fact. But yeah. we, were, we were talking very clearly about how 
you know, the, the play just doesn't stop for when someone hits the ice. They're only like, oh my God, there's blood. We should stop it. So but treat it like soccer. If someone goes down, stop I don't the think play quite and help as out. much, quite as bad as well, soccer. Yeah, dudes, like get, that, yeah. dudes get up very quickly, but when someone's very obviously hurt and on the ground, they should probably go over and be like, maybe let's stop the game real quick because someone's going to get fucked up. Like that's why they should have, you know, looked after, um, uh, they probably should have looked after Weidman a little bit because he got fucked up and then he really, yeah. you know what I mean? So again, this maybe referees play wouldn't get fucked up. You know, they probably wouldn't get those cross checks to the back of their head if they were looking out for player safety. A little the bit. only issue with that though is the, the sheer speed of the game makes it very hard to track such things. Absolutely. I agree. But there's three of them on the ice. Yeah, that's true. And a video ref in Toronto. So, that's you know. That's true. Hey, on to some really depressing news. Sidney Crosby's really started to heat up. Yes. He's actually scored in seven consecutive games. And yeah, he's got he's an 11-game point streak. He's on that like, um, 2007 style run where he's just like. Yeah. <coughs> Do you know what I think's happened? I feel like he's heard us talking smack about him and that's the motivation for his performance. Sydney, call me. Yeah, man. Dude, you know if, what? if this is what you need to win a cup, call me every week. I'll give you a pep talk. Absolutely. 90, 1995 a minute. Dial 1-800-CHAM-LEGEND. Yeah, you suck, Sydney. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> um, you know, funnily enough, also, Hornquist has heated up and we ragged on him so hard. Yeah, but, you know, like, just fuck him for no reason in particular. <laughs> hey, here's another one, dude. Um, Shane Gostabier, the Flyers rookie D-man, he's absolutely dominating proceedings at the moment. Could he be the first Flyer to win a Calder Cup? Perhaps. Perhaps. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. Which is actually mental. He it wasn't still looks e- good, though. Like he wasn't even on the opening night roster. Which no, makes he had to crazier. fight to even get a spot. And now they're like, well, do we? what do we do with all these excess shit D-men? Now we've got him. He's fucking legendary. Well, it calls Mark straight in a question. In yeah. his big expensive deal for one. That's but right. I'd honestly, at the moment, the top three Calder candidates would be Larkin, McDavid, and uh, our boy Shane with a Y. Yeah. Shane with a right. Y. It kind of sounds like you're from regionalist. Shane. Shane. Jaden. Brayden. All right, Aiden. so <laughs> Luch made it back to Boston finally. All right, I'm jump- uh, no, 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 shut up! I'm tagging in. I'm tagging. I'm, My I'm God, g- you talk. You speak a lot. I'm gonna own it. I you have- talk way, you way too much. I have to own this one. I know you deserve. I have it. to own it. You deserve it. Luch returned to Boston today. It was going to be a little emotional. The Players' Tribune piece was fantastic, and he talked about his love of the city and the fans. Blah blah. The result of the game, please. Kings beat. Actually, you know what? Tyler Randall had a fight on his first shift. Smashed Kyle Clifford. Good Yay. start. Great Brad, news. Brad Marchand scored on the power play. Of course he did. got one zip. I'm like, oh, hello, Mary. Fantastic. Maybe this game's not going to be not so bad. What was the final score? Wrong. 9-2. Which is the worst beating in NHL history since. No, I don't know the specifics, but it's the biggest beating I've ever experienced as a fan. Wow. It's one of the bigger beatings I can recall in my lifetime. I can't remember anything. The actual off. biggest beating in history is 1944. The Red Wings beat the Rangers 15-zip. So um, it's not far off, to be honest. It was fucking horrible. And the point was made that this season, Boston has had an exceptional power play and penalty kill. But they can't do much has, else. that has essentially masked all our other deficiencies. Yeah, which there are and many. they were all exposed against a really good team today. Yeah. So... Insanely strong PK and they can forecheck like a motherfucker. If, so if anything yeah. reinforced Painful. our need to desperately go after a, a red-hot D-man, mm. that was it. So I think today's game actually signed Louis Erickson's trade papers because they're like, yeah. Louis great, cru- crucial part of the PK. But does but he fit? we need help on D. Mm-hmm. Kevin Miller is essentially a sieve. Um, so many problems. It, yeah, so it many was, problems. It list. was bad. I it was so bad. I it's tweeted at the LA Kings with a picture of a bottle of spermicidal lube, and said, <laughs> "Next next time you come to town, can you please make sure you bring this because this one's going to sting for a while." Yeah, that one looked Fuck! like you got you got serious vaginal tears. Like that's oh, they'll be calling in a rape kit. Seriously, it's I've been terrible. in a filth. <laughs> I've been in a filthy mood since about two o'clock. Yeah, you deserve that. It was it was horrible. So onto some good news. So Ovi scored thirty. He's now thirty goals in eleven seasons. What a fucking legend! That's ridiculous. Yeah, man, ridiculous. Greatest goal scorer of his time. What a man! All right, so let's talk about. I find this debate to be fucking ridiculous. Tiresome. The goalie gear is too big debate. Let's weigh in real quick. You've got ten seconds. People people grow. Goalies used to be short and chubby, and now they're tall and lean. Yeah. The league wants to ramp up scoring. Goalies are physically massive these days. Like Ben Bishop, 6'7". It was inevitable. They're not looking at making them play in soccer shin pads. I think they want to take an inch off the pads. Yeah. Who gives a fuck either way? Take an inch off your pads. I don't care. It's not going to make a difference. No. 
And you know what? I don't think they should. In in the interest of player safety, I think they really just need to leave it the fuck alone. Well, you know what he, I mean? well here's the just thing, right? Get over People's it. shots are way harder these days and players are bigger and more physical yeah, and there's you can more like speed. Like, break your arm in half off Ovi's shot. Like, you it's had, going to happen. You had like Shea Weber won back the, in the day. Exactly. Because... Dudes couldn't hit you as hard. No, they didn't have it. Like they were shooting at like, you know, 70, 80 miles per hour. Now they're shooting at like Shea Weber won the skills comp at 108 miles per hour. Good loud. Like, that's gonna like rip your head off. Man. Terrible. Yeah, leave it alone. Terrible. The Get average, over it. The average size of a goalie now is six foot four. Like that's they're, right. big, they're big dudes. They're, they're gonna, picking big dudes so their head is like while they're leaning yeah. down, their head it's is still, over the top of the crossbar. Yeah, at cage level, so they've got good visibility. That's right. They're big dudes. They're gonna stop you. Ugh, stop it. Stop it. Leave it alone. I'm absolutely. I'm in agreement with you, champ. Thanks, I fucking man. hate it. Thanks, I hate man. this whole argument. Move on, Batman. Move oh, on. Speaking of goalies, though, Malcolm Saban, who's a he's a bees prospect. He plays he for is. Providence. He took a puck to the larynx, and now he's out indefinitely with a crushed larynx. Get That's well soon, brother of PK. Yeah, get well soon, man. And he's hey, actually Sabans, a legend. Sabans, we, we sincerely mean that. We hope yeah, you and the family like, are well. We, we like the Sabans. You know what? Even yeah. though we can't remember your brother's name who plays That's for right. Vancouver. Is it Jordan? Who knows? I think it's Jordan. Yeah. All right. So it looks like the Blues are going to get the 2017 Winter Classic against a divisional rival, probably the Blackhawks. Although they've had it recently, so nah. But there wasn't that wasn't a home game for the Blackhawks because it was. Why does that even matter? Well, because it. Why wouldn't you capitalize on the biggest team in the league? Yeah, that's a good point. Like they're the most popular team. You got to monetize that shit. Yeah, that's I'm, true. I'm just more a bit miffed at how they're going to have an outdoor game in Missouri. Like, I mean, I know they it can't gets, do it. I mean, I know it gets it cold in, in winter, but like, no, they it's in Missouri. They're giving it to St. Louis. <laughs> All right. I don't understand. Who knows? Maybe I don't know enough about the weather movements in Missouri. It doesn't strike me as a good idea. If you are from Missouri or Missouri, give yeah. us a call. Missouri. Let us know. You know what? Fucking tweet at us and tell us why it's a good idea. Yeah. Or I don't think idea. it's a great idea. I'm not into it. I'm not yeah, loving I it. Yeah, I don't see why the gateway to the West would be a great place to hold an outdoor hockey game. Yeah, it doesn't strike me as being overly intelligent. No, but let's be honest, a lot of the things the NHL have done lately aren't overly intelligent. Yeah, fuck you, Gary. <laughs> fuck you, Gary. Yeah, don't call him Donald again, you dick. You know what? I kind of back it. And I think... <laughs> you fuck! Do you know why I think <laughs> I... Even do it. I think I worked out why. Because subconsciously, Donald Trump, Gary Bettman... Ah, so you... They're both like... you just magnet, magnetized to the biggest dickhead yeah. you can find. You go, he's obviously a fuckwit. He's obviously a fuckhead. Merge them together. Well, they're both like tyrannical, iron-fisted, old-school dickheads. I so know. it's very easy to confuse them. Ah, uh, yes. Rich white people, of course. Ah, shocking behavior. I know. Hey, Jonas Broden, that poor bastard, is out three to six weeks with a broken foot. And um, we'll expand on this a little more in a segment later on because... Uh, the available D-men on the market is really starting to dwindle, which yes. could uh, hamstring a few, hamstring, hamstrung, whatever, yes. a few teams looking for a D-man. Well, the D-market, well, has... Uh, <laughs> the D-market, if you're down some killed away between 11pm and 1am, is definitely still flourishing. Absolutely. If, however, you need help on defense, defense for your hockey tough. team, probably a tough. tough day. Tough. But don't you worry, plenty of... Sex by money still available out there in the world. Yeah, heaps of D. Yeah, heaps of D. As long as you're not looking for a defenseman. Anyway, so Dennis Weidman, speaking of defenseman, is still in the middle of his uh, 20 game suspension, still maintains that he was mildly concussed, thus hit the closest thing and it happened to be a ref. I feel like I might backpedal on this a bit because. Last week you were like, oh, yeah, last week you were like, fuck him, he should have known better, fuck him, brah! Now you're like... If he can prove medically that he was concussed at the time of the hit, then I think they need to remove the suspension and reimburse him. I think they shouldn't reimburse him. They should just go, fair enough, done. And just let... Sorry. sorry no, they sorry. should reimburse him for his lost earning. It's half a million dollars, dude. Do they charge him? No, it's it's, it's over the period. So if they... Over the it, 20 games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, still... It's, okay, it's, it's not, hey man, give us half a million. But he's already happen. missed like five games. Yeah. So, so that's so. like $100,000 still. Yeah, that's true. I'd like $100,000 free dollars. So would I. I would love free money. Actually, you know what? He earns $5.5 million a year. Fuck you, Dennis. Exactly. Exactly. I don't so, earn $5.5 million a year. No, you don't. Because if I did, I sure as shit wouldn't be doing this podcast. <laughs> so let's hit the good news. All 
right, so we're big fans of the good news. I, in particular... I don't know if we're big fans. I feel like we're huge fans. Huge fans. We love so it. So you said it really well uh, the other week. That the, the older we get, the more romantic we are about the good stories out there. And this week... About everything. Now. Exactly. This week, the, uh, the story... Um, it wasn't even Vladimir Sarasenko who actually did... The deed. He just happened to be. He was a catalyst. So he was, he was the instigator. He was the instigator. It's like if if it was a fight, he would have copped the five minute major. But or even potentially been thrown out of the game. What for you the feels. Maybe we're calling the protagonist. Ooh. Yeah. There you Ooh. Go. So hmm. the I guess the, the the chunk of the story, the 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 beginning and middle, if you were, if yeah. you will, was uh you know <laughs> the, the small sorry the small <laughs> the small child who was gifted the you know the 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 game the game. I, stick. I feel like frame it visually for them. So Tarasenko was leaving the ice. He, he tossed over. Tossed his stick, tossed over, his stick the over It was caught by an enthusiastic young fan. Little, then, little fella? Little fella. Very small. Seven, maybe eight, maybe nine. I don't know. Can't tell. It's hard to tell in eight. I don't know. It's the Midwest. Anyway, yeah, yeah. so he's then just a, a small look. He's like, oh, no, there's someone there who's very sad. There's someone younger and smaller than me who looks a little upset. Extremely upset. And what does he do? He gives him the stick. He gives him the stick. Oh. So, I mean, look. What a day. If the dude was like 20 and he gave the stick to a kid, I'd be like, you know what? So you fucking shoot. Yeah, but, fuck but, you, man. But for another kid to so already at Automatically, age, without be like, being prompted. Yeah, be like, you know what? That kid's really upset. I can do without. I'm going to hook that kid up. A plus parenting. Whoever your parents are, high fucking, fucking legends. Five. But seriously, um, that's a great story. Great story. So great Vladimir, story. the first kid, the second kid, you're all legends. We love it. That's <laughs> good news. Great news. But you know what? We've actually got two more bits of good news. There's more. I'm going to grab this middle one because I'm a football fan. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. All right. So, Maple Leafs winger Michael Grabner, when he was coming out through his junior ranks, obviously you go to a billet family. He was taken in by the McCann family. And apart from all the usual niceties that go along with being a billet family, you know, Mm. here, man, have a basement and food and transport to games and join our family, right? Of course. Fantastic. Yeah, that's what they do. They're apparently also savage Denver Bronco fans. So what does our boy Grabner do? Gifted them Super Bowl tickets, flights, and a con. He gave them... All of the spread for the biggest game, the biggest game yeah. of their lives. You absolute mad dog, That's Michael. Sick. I love it. And it's also worth noting he refused to divulge what he spent yep. because he, he didn't. He didn't want them paying him. Didn't want him paying him back, That's and he mad. didn't want to make it about him. No, he, he didn't just, want it to be a news story. He just he, wanted to do right. it. That's right. He just wanted to give them a nice time because they've looked after him, so he's looking after them. So Lovely congratulations, people Michael Grabner. People. I Great. actually like something about the Maple Leafs this year. I love the fire sale. Well, yeah, we'll get to that later. Hey, P three, you can have this one. I like this one. So Scott Darling, and this is you know what? It's really unusual. I it's super weird. This this, story. this whole story is just being bizarre from the start. But it's mad. It's mad, but it's still like. And kudos to the hockey news for picking up on it because that's where I came across it. Yeah, well, I mean, they don't usually pick up a lot of stuff. That's like they're usually like big ticket news story items, but this one is bizarre. So like, I think you've written it right. A series of unusual events. Yeah. Like, I don't. If this was a movie, you would be like that. That wouldn't happen. You'd be like, this story doesn't make sense. So like, did a four-year-old write this it, thing? So basically, yeah, a beer league netminder who, who's mates with him, who kind of knows him, was catching an Uber. Yeah, yeah. The Uber driver saw this beer league netminder's pads and was like, "Oh man, hockey." Let he's like, "Oh, you, let, let me tell, tell you a story. story." That's right. So he starts yeah. yabbering on about hockey, and he's like, "This is mad." And then the story was that once upon a time. He gave Scott Darling a ride, and Scott Darling had a passenger with him who is a dude he'd met on the street who was not having a good time of yeah. it. And the Uber was being chartered to a hotel that Scott Darling had paid for in, in full, full for yeah. the whole month to help this dude get back on his feet, and he hooked him up with groceries. And then the Uber driver proudly exclaimed, hockey's the best sport in the world. Yeah, and he's now a mad hockey fan. So, you know what? Hockey's still killing it with all of the good stories. Can you see my arm? It's tingling. 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 How does that happen? You are a hell of a thing, hockey. This story is just something wouldn't even happen. It's just like something out of a fucking Ben Stiller movie, and it is amazing. Ben Stiller would find a way to fuck it up. He would. He would. Anyway, let's roll into baseless bullshit banter. Well, like we said earlier, our banter this week isn't quite as baseless and BS laden because our take on the Maple Leafs. Fuck. Hey. Is life imitating art? Art being our mindless Remember, bullshit. No, no. I, you know what? If I could be bothered to go back and find a sample of us screaming at each other in one of, I think, episode two or three, the Leafs have got a fucking fire sale, everyone. We weren't wrong. No. We told you we're the oracle of everything NHL. You should listen to us. Give us some sort of scouting job. Not even just NHL. I feel like we're the oracle of a lot of things. Like yeah. Barbecue. Yep. 
pretty yep. good at it. Pretty mad at barbecue. Bargain internet shopping. Yep, drinking beers. Pretty good I at that. I found the kid size Caps jersey for you at the weekend for your future child. Who Love it. Yet to be conceived, but I'll hang on to it as a gift for when he yeah, or she does. Yeah, you will, because I'll forget about it, and then you look like a legend going, look what I found. And if John's wife's listening, John's going to knock you up. <laughs> Hey, anyways, Dickhead. anyways. So let's roll through with our. Uh, so let's 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 from the top. play by play. Let's let's have a look at the the recent the most recent trade which occurred yesterday. This was well today. Off and off, well today I guess today for us yesterday, today, for, yesterday for you. For y'all. Well, that's what I was going for. Was, oh, was I there, you know what I mean? So anyway, Dion Phaneuf got flipped to the Senators and full contract, full contract. So they copped his whole seven mil. So thirty five million dollars left on his deal. That's right, and they copped all of it. Five seasons. That's right. Um, and they, so the Senators would be picking up for Noof. They would pick up Fratton, Bailey, um, Ryan Rupert, and I Cody, can't, Cody Donahue. Donahue, who, that's he was, right. he was an undrafted D-man who he I was. There's that's actually right. a bit of, I think there might be a bit of something there though. Like he could actually, as in they think he's going to be the next sort of, I don't think they think he's going to be mental, but he's going to be useful. But I think he's going to be uh, yeah. serviceable. So and in so on the flip side, then the, the Leafs are picking up Cowan, who's a handy D man. Well, Nicolette, yeah. Greening, Tobias Lindbergh, who's actually a legend, and then they pick up a, a, a round two pick for 2017. And who doesn't like a second rounder? That's a good pick. I though, love too. a second rounder. That's pick. a good pick. Absolutely, Se- second round pick screams no pressure. It does. It screams. Look, well, yeah. look, high, we're high upside. Our, we're we're into the fifties now. This isn't televised. Everyone rocks up in, tra- in polo shirts and trainers. Ah, uh, yes, the Ralph Lauren number. Ah, uh, yes. Tucked in, obviously. Thanks, Bruce Boudreaux. Well, here was our take on it, right? So it's likely the Leafs won't be renewing the contract of Cowan. Cowan's got a huge rig on him, but he he's does. been in the league five, six years, and he still and he's hasn't equated done to nothing. To, yeah. Yes. So I don't. He's one of. The, he could be like yes. a Dougie Hamilton. He doesn't know how to use that frame. Yeah. So he needs to be taught. So he needs to either bulk up and do something with it, and I reckon or, Bab, Babcock will give him time. Like, I feel like he'll give all of them time just because he needs he to, won't like out of pure necessity, him. right? But so Mikulak, he'll just. I think they'll just flip him. Hundred percent flip him. That's I'm, absolutely. Um, um, although Lindbergh, yeah. is the, he's the bogey for me. He's I actually the, reckon he's a diamond in the rough. So do he'll, I. He'll I be think something he's a real good. Yeah. Well, he's been a guy who's been peaking in little troughs yeah. in um, in fantasy this year. And Lindbergh, lots of dudes have been like, should I pick him up? Should I use him as, in my streaming slot? What should I do? And that, he's one of those guys that you know he could be sick in like two years. Like, yeah. So I think that was a good move from them for absolutely. the sins. This is actually a really. Like, is, so look, let's put it this way. I was reading a lot of comments today, and this isn't this isn't like great move for great. This is like crap for crap. And in the end, it it, it ends up being it's financial okay. moves. Yeah, it's, it's, it's okay for one team, and it's slightly more okay for another team. Well, for the Sens, I, mean? I actually back it because they've they've bulked up their blue line, and Carlson actually gets some backup. So Fanuf gets a lot of shit, like half of it from us, which is fine. It's true, but this but, year is not so bad. But like he's a good player. What dudes need to understand in Toronto? He's kind of gritty. He's been shouldering their entire D line. Everything he, he plays. Well, he plays big minutes. He hits dudes. That's right. Fight. And he's he, a captain. He's a captain's captain. Like yeah, yeah. And he's a locker room dude. Like he does all the things that a good captain will do. Come hell or high water, he actually leads his team. So I think a lot. Even of though the they're crap, not he still fair. does it. That's right. So I think Calgary is a good spot for him because Eric Carlson's the obvious number one, right? Yeah. So he can take a back seat and just. Focus on his job. Imagine just playing hockey and not having to be a captain. Not and do all the lead. other soft stuff. Imagine not having to, to deal do. with the Toronto media. Sick. Because Calgary is a small town, man. Yeah, so I actually think for North to Calgary is a really good move. Yes. Um, I think it's funny that he's on the same team as Chris Neal because they've gone at it a few, a few times. times yeah, How's that? that's going to be an interesting, yeah. interesting but, locker room. So, but the real story here, John... What's coming next? So Tell um, me more. Well, it hasn't immediately cleared this cap space yet, but because no. the Leafs are obviously going to shed half the dudes they picked up, they are going to have an outlandishly large amount of money. I said, I read somewhere today they're, gonna, they're projecting them having like 16 and a half mil or something. Yeah. Ridiculous. They are going to... Uh, that is just crazy money. Yeah. Like That's like spare. two and a half ovies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so they are going to offer... Come on, they're taking Stamkos. They have to. Here's what I'm projecting. They are going to offer Steven Stamkos $12 million a season for 10 years as a 26-year-old. Who are they picking up on his flank? Are you thinking someone like an Andrew Ladd to come in and, and pick him up? Well, the, the, the unveiling will be this, right? It'll be, hey, we've got Stammer. 
12 mil, 10 years, the marketing slogan will be his beautiful head, bring the cup back to Absolutely. Back to Toronto. Look at that haircut. What a man. Look at that lack of facial hair. Excellent. <laughs> what a man. And I heard he's actually got a full beard, but he's so blonde you just can't see No, you see can't it. tell. Yeah. And he skates so fast. It just, <laughs> just, you know, flickers in the wind. But you've nailed it. It's not just a Stamco storyline. No. There's a lot of pending free agent and unrestricted so what you're, free So agents. what you're saying is they're going to go, check it out, we've got stamina now, and then they're just going to wait for all the, pe- all the agents to the call. The flood. And then just... You know, well, they're just going to, it's essentially trickle down banging, right? They're just going to take the next one. Do you remember that scene in Entourage where they're trying to woo Vinny, right? It's and trickle go, down Nike. banging. That's what you're doing. Yeah. I knew you were going this way. Nike. Fuck you. You Nike, sandbag, you son yeah, of a bitch. Yeah. Nike, Coca Cola, <laughs> yeah. Vinny Chase, Chase, right? Yeah, it's the so same thing. The Toronto, Toronto Maple Leafs now, they put, a, they put a memo out, right? To all the other agents. Absolutely. And it's a very basic PowerPoint presentation. It's literally one slide. And they that send has it to JP Barry. Steven right? Sankers' head on it. No, and no, it just no, says, no, no. We have Stamkos. The first page is the new Maple Leafs logo. The second slide, Mike Babcock, reminding everyone he's there for another seven years. The third slide. Third slide, Stamkos. Fourth slide, a group photo reminding people, you know what? Kadri, Van Riemsdyk, Komarov, Morgan Riley. Rhymer, they've actually yeah. got some serviceable dudes. You're like, you know what? This team could be mad. Yeah, thought. maybe this the team's not so shit. Simply says. We have this much cap space to work with. Who wants to come play here? (laughs) Yes, first in best best dress, but you've got to score above six or five points. Bang! Listen, and then everyone will be coming. Everyone. Well, let me dangle some names at you. It's essentially a a contract circle jerk. That's what we're saying. Let me dangle some names at you. Let's say Stephen goes back to his natural center position, right? Ooh, he stops playing on the wing and only centers. His flank could potentially be Andrew Ladd on the left Mm -hmm. and Kyle Ocposo on the right. Because even though Ocposo is the leading scorer for the Islanders, still doesn't have a new deal. No. Doesn't seem to be a good relationship no. there. They will move him to get something of value rather than him are leaving we, as a free agent. Are you suggesting that he has appeared to be a rental the whole time? Yep. Wow. So How many times have we said that? There is second, second, third year players who are at, a se- at their second to third team. It's, all, it's always appear to long be Long-term rental. rental. Long-term rental, that's so right. Potentially. It's like stealing a DVD from Blockbuster. <laughs> potentially the Maple Leafs top line could look something like... A lad Stamkos Okposo connection. That's insane. Would you like me to talk about their defensive Tell options? Tell me more. Tell okay. me what's on, what's on the smorgasbord for defenseman champ? Kevin Shattenkirk. Yeah, he is. People are, there's a lot of talk now firing up about Shattenkirk. Keith Yandel. Yep. Well, who is desperate to get home to Massachusetts, apparently, but if they wave a big fat check in his face, I will go blame anywhere. Him. Um, and so, like we said, let's not forget that Babcock's actually coaxed some really good performances out of Bozak, Kadri, and Lupul this season. Morgan no, no, Riley's a star. Into an actual relevant player. Comer- Joffrey Lupul's good, man. Komarov's like my nomination for most improved. Mm-hmm. Um, healthy Van Riemsdyk, very handy. Mm-hmm. And if you want to get really crazy with it, they could actually afford a goalie upgrade. I don't think they need to with Reimer, I think Rhyme is good enough. But they could if no, they chose to. That's right. I think they'll, you know what, they'll probably give him a decent backup and flip Bernier. And that's fine. Because Rhymers should have been their number one from the start. And you know what? Bernier's streaky as hell. I think they should back Rhymer, get past the press issues, and just go, fuck it. Let's yeah. back him. He's our guy. You know, that's what the Caps did with Holtby. Let us like, you know what? He's it. That's it. Done. Calling it off all this, the Leafs are going to go from cellar dwellers to Top not, 10. not contenders. Top 10. But playoff making in two seasons. No less than two seasons. Wow. Cup contenders within four. Wow. Yeah. With that contingent. They've got that much money available and potentially a yep. flagship player to fucking lure them in. It's like the Is it ultimate... another Oilers situation though? Nah. Because Babcock's a better coach than what for one. Yep. And Lou Lamariello is a better GM than Peter Chiarelli can ever hope to be. Fuck you, Peter. There it is. So let's this roll. Is let's potentially roll. terrifying if your team if is you're, in the Atlantic Division. If you're in that way. division, it's tough. Hello, Boston. Hello, man. How's yeah, it going? Not great. Probably another nine, what, nine to ten goal smashing coming up. <laughs> anyway, let's move straight on to the fantasy wrap. <laughs> look, that's, I'll wear that. Yeah, you should. <laughs> I'll wear that. You should. So look, let's look at um, who's heating up this week. And right at the top of the list, you fucking did it to me again, Chris Kunitz. <laughs> there he is. Yeah, right Kun- on the top of the list. Kunitz fucking is cocktail big- riding motherfucker. Two goals, five assists. He's hitting a bunch. He's They've put him up with Sid. Smart. Yeah, and now that Sid's hitting. Look. All he's it, a coattail riding motherfucker. You know it. All it does is reinforce what we say, that he's actually not very good and he rides coattails, but... Turns out he's got a little I bit mean, of skill. I so mean, if he's know, riding the coattails you know, and he's performing, who yeah, gives a shit? So, JT Miller, he's doing okay. Rag Center, he's doing really well, actually. The Rangers had a bit of a tough spot, and as uh, our good friend Andy mentioned, Miller kind of carried them. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. He's pretty much the only dude on offense who's looking good at the moment. Vincent Trocek, my yeah. boy, has been killing it for yeah. me. Well, now that Barkov's injured, someone's got to sort of do a little bit of He scoring. was killing it without Barkov injured. I'm so upset. Oh, half my lineup's injured this week. I'm so yeah. upset. Oh, did you have Barkov, did yeah, you? Yeah, man. I, I feel Barkov, Backstrom, Krejci are probably the three most underrated players in the NHL. Yes. Whoever talks about Barkov? No one. Whoever Who? talks about Backstrom? Me. Whoever talks about Krejci? You. There's, so there's actually two people talking about the three most underrated people. What's going on, people? What's wrong? Anyway, Ben Scrubens is heating up, finally. Um, yeah, the Habs actually strung a couple wins together. Off the back of Scrubens' performances, no less. Jonas Hiller also heating up, finally. Um, Nick Letty. I really like Nick Letty. I like Nick Letty. Yeah. We've been high on him for a long time. Frederick Anderson's looking nice. Nick Letty's really good friends with Johnny Boychuk. Have you heard of him? <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Yay. Yo, the Ducks are actually starting to look real good. Yes, because, finally. Because the rest finally. of the Pacific Division's been so shit. Terrible. They could still potentially do some damage in the playoffs off a late season surge. Well, you know, it's been done from California before. A la Hello, eight seed Kings winning your first cup. Thank you. All right. Hampus so, Lindholm. Another yes. duck. Another duck also killing it. Oh, to quote the Mighty Ducks, you could now say the quack attack is back, Jack. It is. So Andre Borowski is finally he's he's one of our second year players. You've been talking him up for a bit. So long. But yeah. he's actually he's actually sick. Delivering. He's actually the third piece in the uh Wilson Latter household. Oh, I is say. he? Do they yeah. live together? They all live together. They it was his birthday the other day. And yeah, I saw played, the photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they all live together. They went to the Bahamas together. Terrifying. Yeah. Those dudes are fucking idiots. Bad behavior all around. <laughs> no, like responsible, friendly behavior, but loose behavior is Very what loose. I should have said. Right. Yeah, not bad. They're all good dudes. They're all good dudes. Um, the final coffee. one's a dude I actually picked up today. Jean Gabriel. Uh, how do you pronounce his surname? Pigo. Pigo. Pigou. Who gives yeah. a shit? Pigo. I'm not. Look, I'm Australian. We're so Australians. What, who knows? Well, I could technically get away with saying Jean Gabriel Pigo. <laughs> That's what you I could, could do. Either you way, could. though, um, Sup, Frankston? pretty much top line center for the Sens now. Faceoff wins are through the roof. Yeah, and he's, he's scored he close one of the to. Highest? Yeah, and he scored uh, scored close to ten points in the last uh, mm. two weeks. So he's doing really well. So, who sucks? Look, these guys are bitterly cold. Andre Vasilevsky from Tampa Bay, goalie. <laughs> <laughs> What's happened? Um, Luis Domingo. Turns out being a backup to uh, Ben Bishop's not a great time. <laughs> yeah, well, like, uh, well, now that, look, and this isn't entirely fair, but I mean, for Luis out of Arizona, that's just because Mike Smith's back from injury. That's right. Um, Vladislav Namastenkov, um, Tampa Bay center has cooled off. Yeah. Connor Hellebjörk, uh, the again. Jets goalie. Thomas Hurdle got hot for two weeks and, and he's then, done again. So it took us talking to Josh. To heat him up. To heat him up. And now he's obviously decided that Josh's basement was much better than playing a professional hockey. Shit out. Clearly. Mike, Mike Condon's gone cold again, but yes. that's as a result of Scriven stepping up. That's right. Your boy Mojo's gone cold, but because but he's he been, scored he's, three today. He's been injured. He yeah. scored three points today. So he uh, came back, bang, uh, three uh, points. After I dropped him. Yeah, he did. Yeah, great. Yeah, he did. Justin Williams is also hitting up. In fact, anyone from the Caps. Nah, top. Justin Williams has gone icy, though. Nah, he hits. Well, you know I what? see. Fine. I like him. I Look, like him. I know you like him, but it doesn't mean he's not icy. That's true. Um, Jordan, um, and Jordan Herbele, also cold icy. Fuck. He is. So let's let's preach a little about fantasy. I have no Me? bearing. You preach? Can, you can <laughs> do it. I have, no, I have no bearing on fantasy. I'm being fucked this year. My year is over. As I said in the league earlier this week, I am fucked. I'm done. Get over it. John's also our commissioner, and he just got to pasting every day from the rest of the boys. Yeah, it's terrible. Like, you're the worst commissioner ever. You should Impeach! Quit lying. Impeach! <laughs> and then I do something, and I was like, yeah, fair enough. Uh, but look, as for a fantasy preach, because we're rapidly approaching the end of the trading period, fantasy owners need to be aware of how real-life trades can impact the fantasy value yes. of their assets. Where are your players going, and mm. does that mean, then, that you have too many players from one team, perhaps one division? Well, let me throw some examples at you. A high-performing fantasy player from a poor outside of the playoffs team who traditionally gets a ton of ice time, perhaps he becomes a second or third pairing dude on a contender. So if in real life, fantastic, he'll get a cup. But it will change his role. Maybe he's been running the point on the power play. Now he's barely getting the, you know second unit minutes. Naturally, you're going to see a decline in power play points, shots on goal, and assists. So we're going to see a rapid you know, increase of trades and dudes being dangled yeah. for trades. That's oh. what's going to happen. On the flip side, though, dudes that may have been a little flat may suddenly flourish. An example I can think of, if the BJs choose to move Jack Johnson, he could see a spike in his minutes on a more well-rounded defensive That's right. outfit. So, look, the bottom line is this, people. You can't just acquire a player based on their name, their reputation, and their output. You've you got to think be mindful of where they are. You've got to think geography. You've got to think heading. points. You've got to think where they sit. You've got to think... Chemistry. 
well, that's right. Are they? If they, are they? The big thing for me is power play. Power play minutes. Are well, you getting power play minutes? Because if yeah. you are, that gives you the potential to get higher plus minus. Yeah. The assist points, and then potentially if you're on the PK as well, you get blocks and hits as well. well so they're important. PK minutes and, and um, penalty minutes very important. Well, the analogy I was going to give you, and for those of you who play fantasy football, this is very similar. You can't just draft a quarterback because they're a shit hot QB. You need to do your research. You need to make sure the team's O line can protect them. And you need to make sure they got healthy receivers. So my example. Andrew Luck of the Indianapolis Colts, incredible quarterback, horrible this year, terrible O-line, shit receiving options, doesn't matter how talented he is, he got pummeled. So don't just know your players, know the teams, know the game plan, know the coaching, and you'll be A-OK. Which unfortunately means more reading, more research, and more talking to your family about hockey. Less actual less actual life. Less actual life. But if you want to win at fantasy, you have to do that. So now here it is, the weekly waffle. Oh my god! This right. is huge. This is probably my favorite thing. I've been waiting, waiting to talk about this. So Buff has been this prize that's been at the top of the the, the hockey trade mountain, and everyone's been aspiring to it. The Bruins have been thrown in there. Uh, every team Dallas. on the East Coast has been thrown in there. L.A., LA Chicago were that's talking. That's right. Everyone's maybe they'd, saying... Maybe they'd fake another player on injured reserve to acquire an Anton Vermette. That's, that's right. That's right, Chicago. We, we know, know what you, you did. You fucking cheeky Exactly. Bricks. But what happened? They went, you know, fuck you all. We're going to keep him. So they signed him to a five-year deal, 38 mil. Oh, very interesting. That's a lot of cash money. It is. Is that 7.6 or 7.8 a year? It's a lot. It's, it's a lot of cash. It's more than I make. It's yeah, Sure is. <laughs> <laughs> so that means then that... The potential prize D-man that literally every team who was even thinking about acquiring a D-man is Gone. looking at, he's off the table. It's like when someone else in your office, you know, the voucher book? It's like when someone else beats you to the whopper vouchers. They're gone. Yeah, yeah. they're gone forever. <laughs> they're gone. They're gone. It's like, no, no, it's even better. It's, it's that like, when, when, when... Do we, they have whoppers in Canada? I don't know. Do you have Hungry Jacks in Canada? They've got Burger King. Do they, they got whoppers. They do. King? Done. Yes, they do. Fuck hey. yeah. Hey, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Well, a little bit. Anyway, sup, so sup this means then that this is like buying high because yeah. what happens is the whole market now all of a sudden has to pay so much for a D-man. For lesser dudes as well. A lesser D-man because not that we're downplaying the impact that Big Buff has. Yeah. But, but what it does is it taking him off the market so early in the piece because we've got, what, two weeks left of the trade deadline, yeah. which means that eventually someone's going to start making moves. And the only way to attract those players is going to More be money. they're going to look at the last few D-men that went off the market, you know, and they're going to go... There's your baseline. I want that much money. I want fucking $7 million. Well, here's here. what's going to happen, right? Agents are going to be rubbing their grubby little mitts together. So it's supply and demand, motherfucker. Like, Absolutely. Dudes are off the market. See, look at this, right? If I'm an agent and you represent one of the three potentially available young, very promising defensemen That's from right. Minnesota, right? What do you do? You go, all right. I want six. Interest. You go. I want six. That's you, how it is. You go, well, Bufflin got 7.8 and I know my guy's not a Bufflin. And you go, but Fanuf's got seven. Weidemann's got 5.5. Zed Licky's got 5.5. These dudes who are older, less useful, less durable, blah, blah, blah. Essentially role players now. They're all getting paid this. My dude who's a second year. This is my baseline. He's going for a minimum of 5.5. That's how it is. This is is my baseline. So market value for a halfway competent defenseman is going to go, I feel bad for you, Drew Dowdy's and that, who are actually worth their money, because now they're like, motherfucker. Exactly. So what this is this is probably worse than the situation the Caps created when we picked up Orpik and Niskanen. So we inflated the market. The market's gone down because yeah, of no decent D-men. But well, this is probably worse. And the market but, only went down because last year, GMs was, are like, hang on, we need to play it smart for one year. That's right. But it's about to pop off. Dudes are going to go s- stupid. So let me ask you this. Is this a good move? For the Jets. For the Jets. Is I, it, I 100% think it is. So Buff's only 30. So this locks him deal. in. This locks him in for it's essentially the, the... He's here until he's 35. So but, that's basically it for his ability. But there's Demon. teams who are stuck with Demon who are pushing 40. Like, I'm one of them. We've got Chara. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Dog. So they got into their so 35. For, yeah, exactly. It's perfect, right? Um, They don't have to worry about the stinging and when he's 39 and can't skate anymore. Great cash for Buff. He probably wanted six years. They said, we'll pay you more money. So he's, he's like, fine. So that means um, that they've got that option in the fourth year. They can flip him 
And more it's interestingly, great. it tells us by retaining Buff, the Jets, rightly or wrongly, believe that they're only one to two pieces away from contending, and this season is a glitch in the matrix more than something they actually need to worry about. That's right. So that means they're obviously aggressively shopping dudes like Lad. Well, I was going to say, this definitely means they have to move Lad because he was seeking five years, six, seven mil. Yeah, they so they, they not, simply can't afford it. Well, now. they're obviously not doing that now that they've signed him. So that would be, I reckon that'd be disheartening for him because he obviously wanted to stay. Interesting is this, when was the last time two captains got traded mid-season? I don't know. Can you remember? No, I'm going to have to Google it. Not yeah. right, not right not now. Head. I can't remember either. Like, Curti- I don't courtesy, even know if it's happened before. Courtesy of Michael Rappaport, we don't fact check. We do not fact check that. <laughs> um, so anyway, so there's a lot of potential, you know, good landing spots for him. So well, we've got the Isles today, in the mix. I actually think it's only Toronto. But Really? No, no well, Toronto, we've got the Isles in the mix. Montreal, Anaheim have to have a look. San, San Jose. Jose. Nashville have to take a look. Although yeah. they've probably done their dashes. Nah, they've still trades. got money because they're like a low budget team. I was looking at the other day. The Caps still have five and a half in cap space. Yeah, you're not getting lad for five and a half. No, but the point is, there's money there, right? So a lot of teams still have some cash. I even the Blackhawks have. You money. couldn't even slot him in though, because who no, are you going to bump off the left wing? Jay Beagle, like no. Yeah, chemistry dude, dude. Exactly. Um, dude. So I, this is a great move. I, so, I actually think Toronto and the Isles are the best options because the Isles are really deep at center, and even though they're they're still performing well and they've got well scoring wingers. Their wing depth does seem shallow in comparison to the center, and they've got a lot of they've got a lot of young D men as well. Yeah, so we could so. see a swap and maybe a prospect or two, that sort of thing. Yeah, like I, I think the Isles could pony fit. up some picks. What here's what three way deal: the Isles send Okposo to Toronto for a handful of their picks, and all and their then Toronto little, give little the dudes to Winnipeg yep. for lad. lad. Ooh. Ooh. I'm very clever at this. This is great. Yeah. This is great. The other one for me, and this is this is of personal interest, is that with Buff and Tyler Myers holding down the right side of the D pairings, that means Jacob Truba is essentially bumped to the third D pairing. So that means that he could potentially be on the market as well. I believe Boston is going to trade Winnipeg Louis Erickson for Jacob Truba. Wow. Yeah. The thing, you know what? I have to say this, and we, we've, I've called back to this a few times, but I think Josh was right on the money when he said... I don't think that there's any one player that can make a difference mid-season in a team. So there are lots of teams that are going out there Depends and saying... Depends who you are, though, because Vermette pretty much was the piece the Blackhawks needed to win. Well, they needed scored, that face-off. He scored three game-winning goals in the Stanley Cup. That's right. But he also he contributed, I think, the, the, the biggest thing was face-off. 57% in, face-off win rate. Yeah, well, 57%. And he was hi, um, highest in the... Highest face-off win ratio in the, the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. Stanley Cup, yep. And he won more face-off wins in the um, defensive zone than any other. So you start with the puck off the off a stoppage. Yeah. Brilliant. So that's yeah, so he was worth every penny. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think it really depends who you are. Like, the Kings are such a monster of a team now that one extra player for them could do the job. But, um, yeah, I could really see the Isles, the Leafs, and the Jets doing a bit of business together. Yeah. And I think Ocposo to the Leafs and then signing long-term. I think the BJs the, and the still Leafs got moves throwing in the Jets a bunch mm. of picks, and then Lad—I mean, not Lad, um, whoever we were just talking about. Yeah, Lad potentially going to the Isles. Yeah, I, I think there's still a lot of teams have got some moves in them. Um, so, well, let's talk about who's actually available then. So, so we, we, with Buff off the market, let's that, run through who we think is available. So, there's. Let's just run through them first. So that we've got Shattenkirk is obviously still available. So Colton Pareko has essentially made him not redundant, but movable. Movable. So Pietrangelo is injured at the moment. That's, you know, it depends on when he comes back, whether or not they trade him. It's about a three-week injury, so it may throw a spanner into the works. Yeah. The timing's not great, but it still might make him movable. So Keith, Keith Yander wants to go home to Boston. We know that. However, let's but be honest, if he gets money flash talks. cash, well, that's why he went to the Rangers, right? So yeah. That's whoa! Hit my mic. What an idiot. Um, so Minnesota also have some interesting D men that are obviously going to start flowering soon. So, <laughs> what a metaphor! Deflower, deflower. That was a labored metaphor at best. Yeah, it wasn't great. Anyway, so but they've I mean, definitely got some dudes there, which especially because it looks like the Wild aren't making the playoffs. That's right. But I mean, look, Jonas Broden would have been a target if he wasn't injured, but that's still mm-hmm. losing with Matt Dunbar and Jared Spurgeon as potential targets. So like, there's still dudes that are out there. Got a lot of D-men. Um, the other one for me, the Ducks were initially floating Cam Fowler. But then he got injured. He got injured, and they're improving, but because Hampus Lindholm's a restricted free agent, 
that could be one that looks to move along as well. That's right. Um, and the other one, with the arrival of Seth Jones in Columbus, I think Jack Johnson could and should be dangled because yeah. he's a really good player. It just doesn't feel like he's ever hit his full potential in Columbus. Well, and Columbus have a history of players leaving and then getting amazing. That's right. So maybe he should go. That's right. Well, you know, I think they've still got a lot of moves left in them um, because it's very obvious that Torts isn't stoked with his right um, his lineup. So, yeah. well, I mean, Boone Jenner's still there, but... Boone Jenner should be everywhere. Boone Jenner should be everywhere. We should have him on a fucking t-shirt. It's what we should have. Yeah, do you want to do a Boone Jenner and Torts shirt? <laughs> do I ever? Hey, let us know via Twitter and Instagram if you would buy some pretty sick Torts merch, though, because we're going to make some shit. We're going to make some Torts shirts, and we're all huge Torts fans around here. <laughs> hey, do you know the last thing I wanted to add? And I was thinking about this. The one team whose cup contention efforts are going to be the most hamstrung by the reduction of available D-men is the I know Dallas what Stars. Say. That's right. Because that's they don't play defense. That's a problem. Their run and gun offense got the job done today against Minnesota. But but their D's essentially still being carried by um John Klimberg. Who's the first year? And um Johnny Oduya. That's right. Who are both puck moving offensively focused D men. That's right. So that suggests they, then they still don't have that shutdown dude. That's right. So that suggests in the grind of a long play they might it's late I think May. they'll I think they'll get through the first round very easily. Yep. Come second round, it's going to get harder because they're not going to have that run and gun style because playoff hockey is shutdown hockey. Oh yeah, and that means every penalty kill is a potential could potentially be a last, and they don't have that. They they whilst they don't necessarily take heaps of penalties, they can't stop goals. Yeah, and Niemi is fucking atrocious sometimes. Leaky. He is like he was leaky in San Jose, and he's probably worse in in Dallas, but. They can score goals more than he can keep let them in. So yeah, you know, they've got two of the greatest scorers. You know, yeah, it's looking good. But, but sorry, Matt Ham, I think the reduction of available defensemen is going to sting the hurt. Dallas Stars more hurt. than any it's hurt you. It's other hurt team. Everyone, but mainly you. Yeah, mainly you and your team. But I hope, I hope especially you, if you're listening, Matthew. I don't care that much. Hey, um, I want to go into your favorite segment. Where would they be? Oh my god! So I had so much fun this week. Like, You're doing all of these. I typed this on the train as I was coming back from lunch, and let me tell you, every single person was fucking going, "What is up with that guy?" I'm sorry, I'm typing things about hockey players, and it's imaginary and it's fun. Just deal with it. So anyway, first on my list is Carl Hagelin. Yeah, I'm sure you're a popular guy. Yeah, there was literally no one on the train, so that's fine. <laughs> uh, it was the middle of the day. Um, so Carl Hagelin, he's very obviously disgruntled. A disgruntled fish vendor at some beautiful island getaway. Maybe Malta, maybe Crete. I don't know. Do you know who I'm picturing him as? <laughs> Who's the guy who plays Ant-Man? Paul Rudd? Yeah, yeah. Paul Rudd's character in um, Forgetting Sarah <laughs> Marshall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's just completely cooked. Yeah, completely, yeah. He's he's like, like, hey, hey man, I met you yesterday. He goes, you did? You did? Yeah, That's cool. Yeah. So he's just, I picture him as like screaming gibberish at poor unsuspecting travelers as they like depart their luxury cruise liners, flinging, you know, fish giblets and screaming at them, making them generally feel uncomfortable. <laughs> That's you, Carl Haglin. You and your hockey hair. <laughs> Next up's Mac Hendricks. Now this one is mainly because I did watch the movie Unbreakable recently, but I immediately thought, you know what? He is Bruce Willis in Unbreakable. He's complete, and the completely invincible tough guy. But until he meets his Achilles heel. And what's that Achilles heel? A puck to the balls. That's right. That's right. And that's just like Big Brucey in Unbreakable. He battles through adversity. He shakes shakes the bad guy. Saves all of humanity. A.K.A. Gets his cup destroyed. Saves his balls. Lulls about it. Everyone has a great time. I don't don't even know what to say to these. This is pretty good. They're all pretty pretty shit. The last one's my favorite. Shea Weber. So this one's sick. I think we've done Shea Weber before, but I thought I figured, fuck it. I feel like you can get a lot of mileage out of Shea, though. I feel like we can, dickhead. <laughs> so this is because I think he is going to be a blue-collar mechanic in backwater nowhere USA. What, what are, we, are we talking like, like how backwater are we talking? I'm talking like Tennessee. I'm talking like in the middle of nowhere. I like what about the town um, from Friday Night Lights, Dylan? Yeah. Yeah. Like that yeah. yeah. I'm talking right. like Fort. No, I'm talking like the the town in like. 
uh, McFarland, USA. Jesus That's how backwater, right? So he's 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 your local mechanic. What a journeyman. What a D-man. What a guy. Overalls, right? Overalls. Blue yeah. overalls covered in everything. I, I will definitely take all your advice on spark plugs. Tell me to rotate <laughs> my tires. I'll listen, Shay. I'll listen. Tell me when I need to service my air conditioning, dude. It's all the advice is the same thing and they're all presented the same way that he back checks, he gets in the lane and he generally fucks up superstars across the league. Okay, here's a serious question. Will he give you an air freshener with your service? I'll take that air conditioner. I'll take that air freshener, son. I'll take it all day. And in fact, I'll come back to see what you've done with your third-year apprentice in my in one Roman Yossi. I will definitely come back to see what's happening at the Predators Wash and Repair. All damn day. That's huge. That was terrible. No, I'm, I'm into it, though. I'm actually sitting here <laughs> just giggling like an idiot. You are. So tell me more about Jab the Hab this week. It's fucking shit. All right. So look, this could be the last time we Jab the <laughs> I Hab. I feel like it's the last. <laughs> it's been so shit. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, but look, the Habs actually won a couple of consecutive games this week, so we probably need to lay off, but I'm not going to. Who cares? Um, Because as a team, their play was deemed so awful over the past month. The team made the decision to not give out their best player of the month award. So that's brutal. We don't need to jab the hab. They've jabbed themselves. I feel like they should have given it to Thomas Bukhanek's beard. Yeah. They took Ooh. it away from him because he wears a skivvy. <laughs> Why does a, he a, continue to wear a skivvy? A skivvy is what... not playing in the Winter Classic anymore. Yeah, a skivvy is what we call a turtleneck here in Australia. For and those they're hilarious. Of, and they're fucking ridiculous. If you own one... It's potentially the worst piece of clothing next to wearing double denim. If you wear a skivvy... Ah, yes, the Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> if you wear a skivvy though, right, you're telling me that I don't ever need to treat you with even an ounce of respect. <laughs> yeah. like, it's, it's an invitation to disrespect you and your whole it's family. It's essentially an invitation to shit on your chest. Yep, it's fuck pretty it. pretty good. Hey, guess what though? Weekly award time. Jumbo Joe, Jumbo Legend of the Week. Jumbo Legend, Jumbo Joe, Jumbo Joe. Jumbo Joe, Jumbo Legend of the Week. Yeah, so we talked a lot about the uh, some feel-goods early, this, you know, this, uh, early in this podcast, should we say. So therefore, the Jumbo Joe Legend of the Week goes to... The kid who gave Tarasenko's stick to another distraught-looking kid. Look, we could have given it to any one of the good, the feel-good stories this week. Yeah. But I love that. Like, Solid parenting. Like, yeah, solid parenting. To teach an eight-year-old to be that selfless is pretty incredible. I know. And you know what? He could have just been at home watching Dora the Explorer, you know, which screams of irresponsible parenting. Who lets their fucking child out to tour the globe? Yeah, that's shit. Side beef. Yeah. Anyway. Sort of, great parenting. Sort of out, Dora. Hey, um, the, the bone chunk and bone crunch of the week. Keep rolling, you're killing it. Yeah, I'm going to grab these because there's two. So the first bone cruncher of the week, I'm going to award to uh, Darnell Nurse. Yeah. Not just because he put a hurting on Max McCormick, and it was a solid biff if you haven't watched it. Would you it. say he gave him the business? He gave him the goddamn business. Yeah, you would. But because the footage of his parents, <laughs> in particular his dad shouting, beat his ass in the stands, was goddamn amazing. Uh, it's good, wholesome, white people fun. Side note. How dare you? I think it turns out Darnell Nurse is actually the nephew of former NFL quarterback Donovan, Donovan McNabb, which is pretty mad. Yeah. In addition, um, today's events deserve a late mention. This was batshit crazy. If you caught, the, <laughs> yeah. if you put, uh, caught the Panthers and Sabres game, you had a great time. Evander Kane and Alex Petrovic punched on not once, not twice, but, but thrice. thrice. And the final <laughs> tilt, they removed their helmets. They went at it. Petrovic got his bell rung, and they both got kicked the fuck out for taking yeah. off their helmets and having a third fight. But. On top of that, there were fights popping up everywhere today. There was two in the Bees versus Kings game. Um, Tyler Randall absolutely smoked Kyle Clifford. Um, <laughs> Cedric Paquette um, fought Nathan Bailu, who actually punched his fucking visor clean off his face, which is amazing. Patrick Maroon and Brendan Manning, um, the Ducks and Flyers game, yeah. had a belt. Like, Maroon runs a huge rig. Manning's a lot smaller. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't back down, though. Sick. And he ate a good 15 punches, dropped, got back up, and then fucking gave him some back. Excellent. Maroon ended Great up story. taking the tilt, but Manning has my infinite respect. Good on um, you, little man. And then Hendricks punched on with Helgerson in the Oilers-Devils game. It's because he still owns a set of working testicles. Working testicles. So why man. wouldn't you? But yeah, my pick for the fight of the day, Darnell for the beat his ass, um, <laughs> and Petrovic and Kane for fighting three times. And... They weren't like staged. This is a vibe fight. They don't fucking like each other. They, and that's how it is. They were swinging on the deck as well. Like they are gonna. Biff. I've seen the last one and it's fucking brutal. They are gonna biff a lot in the coming years. I'm having a great time with it. So, 
the Steve Ott Dog of the Week Award. I the Steve Ott Dog Act of the Week. Now, this is actual, this is actual dog shit. You fuck. This has got you written all over it. You fuck. Ah, uh, the Dog Act of the Week. You fuck. The Steve Ott Dog Act of the Week. I love oh. this story. I love this story based on the fact that it's so fucking stupid. So, the Barclays Centre... Uh, CEO Brett Yorkmark, which he sounds like a fucking old white guy. Yeah, let's cool, be honest. Cool name, Brett. How was your fucking what is it? Polo? Is that what you play? Yeah. Is that what people with your income play? Feels like weekend? he plays. Uh, he, uh, you know what? He would rock a good mountain bike Croquet. polo. Croquet. No, he would kill mountain bike polo at a good team building weekend. Oh my god! Uh, culture workshop. Ah uh, yes, loves it. Fuck anyway, head, Brett. Fuck this guy. So he came out and said, oh, we don't... He essentially came out and said, we don't care about the people who buy obs- obscured vision, uh, view, uh, visible seats at the Barclays Centre. Like, too bad. If you can't... If you're in a seat that essentially you can't see the whole game of hockey, just watch it on your phone. It's arena built for basketball. Like, it's not built for hockey. Like, sort yourself out, dude. Like, fuck you for... Even saying that you could just use it in your use the app. Some dude went to the game and he couldn't even watch it on his fucking phone. Did yeah. you see that on Twitter? So I love his logic. Buy a ticket which costs you a lot of money to sit in this particular section and in my arena, which you can't see. Watch it on your phone. Hang and you on. can't even do that anyway. You're in New York, which means it's on regional blockout mode, and you can't watch a New York game. Fuck you, Brett York. Man, you are easily the dog of the week. You are a fuck hat. He's easily the dog of the month. That is so dumb. You like, are. Uh, you that's... are. A, you are a fuck hat. You paddle your douche when owners do, every day. Absolutely. When owners don't even give a fuck about the common hockey fan, it just boils my blood like this is po- quite possibly the dumbest story that we've talked about for quite a while you know what's super upsetting with this sir right the Isles are a proud fan uh, franchise and they've got a loyal fan base this is the type of shit that makes people go fuck you exactly like why did they even move from Nassau yeah I don't even know the Coliseum was great like, uh, look they needed a new stadium it was falling down it, but yes Brooklyn but was not the option I and know. the people of Long Island love the Islanders. That's right. And they're essentially dissing them, and that sucks. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. Anyway, I'm now, so we should wrap this up. I'm also upset. So thanks to the guys from Cheapskate, last week was sick. Thanks, um, thanks for the free loot this week. Love uh, it. Huge fans. As, Big as, fans. As I put out on the World Wide Web, I am easily 12% more attractive. My wife said I didn't look like a piece of shit today. It was cool. Yeah, my wife was pleasantly surprised when you brought and brought it over this evening. Yeah, I know, right? Good, so, good vibes all around. Good vibes all around. So, Finoff's being traded. Big buffs off the market. Um, there's a lot of fantasy heating up. Obviously, big buff has had a great big flow on effect. Love it, love it. Huge but uh, news. check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or carry the at Holy Puck Podcast. Uh, We're everywhere. Handle and. Our actual website, holypuckpodcast.com, we're working on it. Seems a bunch of you are going there, even though it kind of sucks. See, we're thank gonna, you. Thank good you for you. going, but we're going to reward you for going while it sucks. We're going to make it good. We're actually going to start working on it now at 9.24 p.m. on a Wednesday night. Hell yeah. Peace.